Welcome to The Real Van City. I am your host, Michael Tranmer. On this podcast, you will hear inspiring stories from Vancouver's top influential leaders on how to achieve authentic business, relationship, and spiritual success. Let's get into it. Welcome. Cool. Welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Last time I saw you was uh, last weekend in the street, but before right. that, yeah, the last time I saw you was in the summer, right? Oh, when yeah. I was walking, I think it was in summer. Yeah, a couple months ago, a month or two ago, when I was walking through Granville Park. Yes, and and you were leading uh, oh, that right. that group. That's right. Yeah, it was yeah, yeah. it was like a it was like a really sunny, nice afternoon. You're leading this amazing group of people. Yeah, everyone's seems to be smiling and yeah, having you, fun, you and get, you're fully lit up. You gave me some credibility too, as you walk by, and I'm like, hey, bud. <laughs> what was that? What was going on there? So I do free workshops in the park during the summer. I do them like in um like indoor spaces in the winter months, but nice. uh, I find getting people out yeah. and being outdoors for what I teach is so good. Because Which is socializing, connection, relationship mm-hmm. building. Um, my company is called Social Fluency. Yeah. And so my premise is that we don't connect enough uh-huh. in the real world. We just like, I feel like we're in a, a time where everyone's moving into a kind of almost like a fast food diet for social where they're <laughs> getting like these little fixes and what feels like food but it's not food you know Mm, it's mm. like swiping on people or commenting on posts and things like that it's just that's not the real deal following people or like being in a chat group yeah like replacing real Real, connection real connection yeah and so yeah the premise of my my business is that getting back to basics as far as human connection and relationships and meeting people in the real world. Um, I work with a lot of, uh, single men and, you know, it's funny when, when I've been doing this for 15 years, the apps came out really in full, like they were actually happening about like 13 years ago, 12, 13 years ago, give or take. And so when that happened, a bunch of people were like, Oh dude, you're, you're done. Your business is over. Like why, mm-hmm. why, why would anyone do anything other than swipe to meet someone? Mm-hmm. Um, and I was worried, but then I found all it did was just make most men go to this like kind of rejection proof access point of mm-hmm. apps, which made it way easier to connect in the real world. Mm-hmm. Because if you're the person who's willing to <laughs> yeah. say hi and have a totally normal, casual conversation, yeah. you're just like in a different category. But that skill for, and we'll say men in particular, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but yeah. like the number of people that can actually do that and have proper social interactions, that number appears to be shrinking. I'd say that number is shrinking. I'd say it's always been pretty small, but you know, like when we were growing up, there weren't, there weren't other options. You just... Right had to go meet people in the real world you had to either meet people through your community or meet people like chatting them up and um and i'd say that it's a it's a skill that's or a muscle rather that's atrophying yeah but i'd say 
It's men and women. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think women struggle with it as well. I have a female coach and she works with women when they come through, but I work with the men. And so that's like really where, you know, and then what, like for the, for the, for example, the group that you're working with, uh, when mm-hmm. I walk by, mm-hmm. uh, in the summer, mm-hmm. what, like what, what sort of exercises do you do with them or how do you, how do you get them? Um, how do you get them moving? And then what sort of people sign up for that? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's amazing work. Yeah. Um, so I would say, um, the people that sign up for it are, I was just talking to a, a student today. He's an awesome dude. And people who sign up for my stuff are growth mindset people because a lot of people think, oh, you either have it or you don't. Like charisma is just like this thing that you're either born with or you don't. And that's just, it's the opposite of the truth. Like no one's born charismatic. We don't even know how to speak or walk, let alone say funny shit. Mm-hmm. So are we, is this like a... Yeah, yeah no swearing. So we have to restart. <laughs> but no. Totally I, cool. I can go for You go anywhere. Home. All right, yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, Have that or... Yeah, all right, great. So uh, the people who, who don't sign up, the people who are like, ah, that's not for me, are people who believe that they just can't. Mm-hmm. Um, but the people who do sign up are... I work with a lot of people in tech. I work with a lot of people... A couple, are, couple engineers, perhaps? Yeah, yeah, yeah. High functioning, but this one piece is missing. Um, that's like my ideal client, but then I work with a lot of people who generally struggle with a lot of stuff because if you don't have this social thing, Mm -hmm. we're a social species. It's the foundational piece for success in the social world. Um, everything that we do involves people. Even if you're, uh, an engineer, you know, you have people that you work for, you have maybe at some point people that work for you. Um, you have to go to conferences, you have to jump into meetings. You have to talk to people each and every moment of the day exactly. and you communicate through teams and communicate through email yeah. and meetings and exactly. whatever it is. There's, it's not robots Everything. on the, it's not AI yeah. on, for yeah. the most part on the other, yeah, yeah, on the other end of the thing. Everything involves people. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I focus a lot. I tend to work with like single men, but Social fluency is body language, conversation, humor, um, boundaries and assertiveness, uh, how to network really effectively, how to approach people that you, you feel attracted to, whether it's men or women, just that feeling of like, hmm, something's there. Yeah. Um, so, so those are the people yeah. that tend to sign up. And what it, it's got to be, because uh, I understand growth mindset now, I don't think seven or 10 or 15 years ago, I really, right. I really did. It was kind of, uh, you know, frustration for not being perfect or whatever it was right. and, and being, being stuck in angry type thing. Right. But it's through, through life, uh, under, understood that can learn and grow. And then once you start to learn and grow and develop new skills and habits, you're like, well, okay, quite interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, how far can I go? What mm-hmm. else can I learn and do? So, but what for, for, you know, for, for, for guys in particular, maybe, uh, who are, are frustrated and whatever it is, they can't, they're missing that piece in the, in their, in their job or tech world or relationship, whatever it is. What, what does it take for them to take the courage to, to sign up or, 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 or make a call with you or come to a free workshop? Like, what do you, do you see this real, like, is it, um, is it, like relief of coming through the front door type? Thing? I think, I think it's pain. <laughs> it's the opposite of relief. I think it's like, it's like, this has been a struggle for a while. 
I've gotten to a point where I'm sick of it and I, I can't have another opportunity fall through my fingers. Um, I think that's, that's how it kind of shows up for a lot of people is, is the pain has to be pretty strong. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I feel like, I feel like people are at all different stages on their journey. And sometimes I get someone who's like hit rock bottom. Sometimes I get someone who is crushing mm-hmm. in almost every area and they do pretty well, you know, in their dating life, they do pretty well in their um, career. They have good friendships and they're just like, I just want to tweak it a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Like they're nice. again, that my, that growth mindset of just like a curiosity towards yeah. like, how good could it be yeah. if I like worked on this? Piece? Yeah. Yeah. And what, so what, 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 what do they discover? What do they discover about how, how, how good it can be or what's, you know, what's, I guess more like what's, what's kind of the one most common facet that they improve on that has this real aha breakthrough in their date, let's say dating life, mm. for example. Um, you know, I, I often say that the dating benefits that come are more of a byproduct than a direct outcome. Mm-hmm. The dating outcomes and the romance and the, you know, finding a great relationship is actually just a byproduct of being a really awesome person. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. So if you have, you know, one of my students that I've been working with for about seven months was we do group coaching every uh, Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he was like, yeah, I did two approaches yesterday and, and just had really nice casual conversations and they didn't go into like getting a phone number or anything like that. I just, you know, just chatting with talk people. To a, talk to a human. That, yeah. I just talked yeah. to some, some, you know, people that I felt drawn to and, and then he just kind of moved on to other questions and stuff that were coming up for him. And I was like, can we just pause and just mm-hmm. recognize yeah. that you're just casually having conversations with people you're attracted to regularly mm-hmm. and easily. Mm-hmm. And it's fun and playful and, and you're kind of lighting up their life as well. Mm-hmm. And so in my mind and in my experience, if you are a social man and you can casually playfully engage in the world and you have your shit together in your career and your, you know, your emotional work has been done and all these sorts of things. A, a beautiful woman and a, an amazing relationship are just an inevitable byproduct mm-hmm. that, that will just naturally blossom from that. Nice. Um, so, so I, you know, I'm, I'm comfortable like making kind of, I have to do it on a person to person basis, but I'm comfortable making guarantees. And, you know, this is what you can expect having done this as long as I have, I, I know where people are going to get at what point. Um, but generally I, I want to make sure that the person's priority isn't just, I need a relationship. Yeah. Cause honestly like that, that mindset and that, that focus, Mm -hmm is counterproductive for the outcome that we're trying to create, which is just abundance, confidence. Yeah. You're focusing on a one specific exterior yes. checkbox, yes. right? Whereas yeah. if you fill up and build the skills from within, it's, it's, it's exactly. abundant city all exactly. over the place eventually. Exactly. Yeah, with a little bit of patience. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And, and 
you know, it does take time. One of the things that I always preface when I work with people is like, this is a multi-month process. This isn't like a, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to give you some, you know, quick fixes and lines. It's like, no, you're going to have to learn to calibrate to de- these different situations. So mm-hmm. it's going to take time. It's going to take, you know, patience with yourself and a, um, a mindset of enjoying the process. What's the, uh, what's, what's, what's kind of the, what's kind of the vibe or the summary on, I guess, from the man's perspective, men's perspective here in Vancouver on, on the dating scene, what's, are people frustrated or, or, um, you know, are there more guys and girls or less girls and guys or, or what's, what's kind of the, What's kind of the most common piece of feedback that, that you hear about what's happening out there? Um, I hear a lot of people uh, saying how frustrated they are with the apps. Yeah. So I think you know, people, the apps let, allow me to interject. The, yes. uh, uh, the apps are designed to make you crazy. Well, they're designed to There's, keep you on the app. They're designed to keep you on the app. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Which yeah, you guys makes have, you crazy. You guys have conflicting yeah. Uh, motives. Yeah. The one is, says it's designed to be deleted. I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think they're not making money if you delete. No, exactly. Exactly. Um, So I think people are frustrated with the apps. What I do hear a lot, um, and I hear this from um, my wife's clientele. So she's a tattoo artist. And so her clientele are pretty much exclusively women. And they're young, you know, 20 to mid 30 kind of range. Mm -hmm. And they're all... Every time she tells them what I do, they're Mm -hmm. like, oh, my God, thank Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Send Um, them to Devin. Send them to Devin. Send them to Devin. Yeah. So they're, I think the women are um, frustrated with the men. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a, it's a kind of a, uh, it's kind of a weird situation. So we live in an environment Mm -hmm. and a time where men are scared to approach. Mm -hmm. They're scared to try stuff Mm -hmm. because if they, fail they feel like there's a lot to lose Mm -hmm. but then we also live in a time where um the apps become the only option Mm -hmm. for both men and because we're working at home a lot of people yeah our our social game yeah we don't get many opportunities um so um when my and again we work with women as well but when my particularly my students are going out and approaching women there, uh, I'm sure there's been, you know, lots of, uh, uncomfortable, not so great, but you live things, you survive, you survive. You survive. most of the time there's been yeah. one death. Yeah. One death, <laughs> only one. Um, <laughs> but the, the, the reality is either it goes really well and, you know, you exchange numbers and you go on some dates and, or it goes moderately and the guys are constantly getting the feedback from women that they approach. I'm so glad you did that. Hmm. You know, even if she's like, I'm in a relationship or I'm not interested. She's like a thing, a common thing that the guys are hearing is like, thank you. (laughs) Like, like they're doing a a, a service. Yeah. Cause the trick is there's a lot of weirdos out there who can't approach effectively and they are, they are making, they're the uh, they're the one they're the ones sitting in the chair across the bar just like doing the stair game yeah right? yeah, yeah yeah just like doing the creeper game yeah so there's a lot of people who just aren't calibrated mm-hmm. and then they're creating a 
environment where other guys are hearing, oh, guys are creepy when they do this, this, and this. But what guys never hear is, but here's a great approach. Here's how, you know, a beautiful woman saying, here's how I would really love to be approached. Mm -hmm. Um, And the essence of that approach is just be cool. Just be normal. Yeah. You don't have to be this big, wild kind of bravado approach. The best thing you can be is normal. Mm. It's it's like tricky, tricky, tricky when tricky. you're nervous because you're nervous and yeah. you're you're comparing to the guy who showed up in the Lamborghini or whatever, right? Or you're comparing comparing to the guy who's six five yeah, or whatever, totally. and so you think you got to be something else, totally. right? But I'm telling you, the absolute best thing you can be is normal. Mm-hmm. It's it's the most underrated thing in the dating world right now is mm-hmm. just being a normal guy who yeah. can have a regular conversation with a beautiful person mm-hmm. at that yeah you feel a little bit nervous this is the thing so when you came and you saw me doing my that was a free workshop um it looks so fun ever you're having a great time yeah yeah hey mike what's up yeah, and these yeah. people are all like oh wow they're waving at people yeah, yeah. oh my god he knows humans <laughs> like they walk by like a human said hi to him right it's so crazy yeah my wife has walked by a couple of times and just come over and kissed me and i was like yeah who was that um but i uh i feel like um if you can drill these behaviors over and over, so what we're trying to get to is the worst advice you can get mm-hmm. is also the best advice you can get, which is be yourself. Mm-hmm. But it's mm-hmm. the worst advice. Mm-hmm. It's useless advice. Mm-hmm. Whenever anyone, it's so funny because I, you know, I have some social media things that have done pretty well. And TikTok, eh? TikTok, yeah. TikTok is like crazy. Check out TikTok. Um, but the comments are so often like, bro, don't overthink it. Just be yourself. Just be yourself. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah, absolutely. Great advice. Mm -hmm. If you can genuinely be yourself when you're feeling really nervous, Mm -hmm. more power to you. Right. But most of us, when we feel nervous, we put on a mask of self-protection, this kind of like layer where we we stifle ourselves, we hold our throat, we're like, we tighten everything up, we're unemotional, all these sorts of things that, that kind of like protect us. Mm -hmm. And what we need to do is drill patterns of behavior Mm -hmm. over and over and over, literally hundreds of times until you get it, not from this like unconscious behavior thing that you do when you're hanging out with your friends and you're relaxed and you're feeling chill. That version of you, awesome. If you can directly translate that into a high pressure situation mm-hmm. with someone you don't know, more power to you. Go for it. Nice. You don't need any help. But for the rest of us, which is everyone, mm-hmm. when you feel nervous, which is a normal reaction to a high pressure situation, when you feel nervous, you change your behaviors. And in a way, that's still you being yourself. It's just not the most attractive version of you yeah. that you can be. Yeah. So when you saw me doing that workshop, again, that was a free workshop. That's not going to be my high, you know, super powerful level, level stuff. But some people come to that workshop and that's all they need. Mm. And they get like they get a, a reframe yeah. where they're like, oh, shit, I can do this differently. I yeah. can show up in a different way. I can kind of extrapolate the things that I do in my regular life and I can apply it into these higher pressure situations, but it's body language. Mm. It's like removing all like the nervous tics, the little things that we do. Mm. Um, and then replacing them with more 
confident, relaxed. Or like a posture the, thing. Posture, hand gestures, yeah. uh, facial expressions. Yeah. You know. And all of this is I was checking out your social media. It's all detailed and really specifically and with really specific titles. And it's really great. And thanks, man. Some people would like, uh, some people be like, like, duh, obviously, right? Yeah. But, you know, I work with, I work with engineers and, and right. a lot of us need these sorts of skills, but a lot of us also really gravitate to very obvious, specific directions on totally. what to do. And then you get it and you learn it and you go over and over and over and you're like, boom, exactly. change. Exactly. It's that integration process is, it has to be slow. It has to be steady. It has to be like, you know, spot by spot. Mm-hmm. Um, I tend to work with a lot of engineers and people in the tech space because they have that um, beautiful mind. But really, mind, I love working with engineers. Honestly, it's yeah. amazing. It's amazing. Love and hate at times. Yeah, well, they just understand things so beautifully yeah. when yeah. they're technically explained. Mm-hmm. And that's the approach that we've taken, which is like, just break it down to its component parts and work on these things one at a time and just watch them stack. Cool. So yeah, body language, uh, a big one that I see with a lot of men and women. Uh, but again, I'm speaking to men, mm-hmm. um, is they smile too much. Mm. And I, is that? well, it's a protective mechanism. It's like, yeah. uh, it's, um, it's, it's a, it's some sort of, uh, mask mask. Yeah. yeah. Right. And it's, it's, the thought is nice. It's, I, yeah. And when you get it and you think of people that smile too much, you're like, eee. you're making me awkward. Yeah. You're making yeah. me feel awkward. Man. Yeah. And uncomfortable. Yeah. And, and there's a, because there's like a, um, there's like a, a saccharine nature to it. It's not real. Yeah. Uh, we <laughs> unconsciously, we as men, unconsciously women like instantly pick up on this shit. Yeah. But yeah, they, they're like, Ooh, man social scientist it's amazing <laughs> it's really i mean it's part of their evolutionary the women process. are the women are yeah they get it. different from a different they get point. they really get yeah it. they They're get incredible. It. um so when a guy has this kind of like fake smile on there's like fear like, they're like what are you hiding what like, are you stay hiding away, yeah there's, stay away from there's me. something you're, you're, dangerous here you're compensating for something yes no. exactly mm-hmm. and so it's so counterintuitive because so many people i work with they're like but i i want to smile because i'm i'm happy and I'm nice. I'm like, I disagree. Just be yeah, happy com- and nice on the inside. Just come from it. a neutral place. Yeah, yeah. The other thing is uh, when you fake smile all the time, the metaphor I like to think of is like smiles are like diamonds. Yeah. And mm-hmm. if you, if you good. flood the market with mm-hmm. cubic zirconia, I think that's what it's called. The fake, fake diamond, mm-hmm. those, you know, fake ones, then a real diamond it doesn't stand out. It doesn't have the same value. Mm-hmm. So the value of all the diamonds that you're putting into the market goes down. So if you're smiling all the time, when you genuinely smile, it doesn't mean anything different than when you were just kind of awkwardly kind of fear smiling. <laughs> so what I get people to do is work on just letting go of all that tension. Because what it is, is it's this desire for approval. That's it. I want you to like me i want you because i'm think, making you feel comfortable yeah right? yeah but really I'm approachable not, yeah yeah I'm approachable. <laughs> that's the thing so that that's awkward. the the term that people yeah. always say i want to be approachable i want to be approachable and it's like take well your, take your mask off take your mask off right. because women are going to be very uncomfortable with your um with your with your presence in that way they're not going to trust you they're instantly going to see through your bullshit and they're not going to want to move closer to you yeah. so 
neutral and then smile when it feels like it's coming from a genuine place. Cool. Yeah. yeah. The, um, so you got a, you got a guy with his buddies, maybe he's with another buddy or something at a lounge or a bar or something like that. He, it's not usually my specialty, but I'm, I'm happy to work that environment. I'm daytime. Oh, really? Almost exclusively. But like, I'd say like 90% of my focus is daytime stuff. Oh, interesting. Like real life. I don't, I'm, I had a couple of drinks last night and I woke up with a hangover, but I'm not a big drinker. Yeah. I'm definitely, I'm 43. I'm married. I'm not like a partier anymore. Yeah. Um, a lot of the people that I'm working with, they Are don't the want to go out to clubs. Yeah, they don't, don't want to go. Nobody wants to go. No, yeah. they want to go to Whole Foods. Yeah. They want to walk down the so, street. So they're in Whole Foods. They're getting yeah. some oranges. They see uh, someone attractive that they're yeah. attracted to getting some bananas over there. Yeah. What, what's the, what are the three steps? What are the, what are the moves? Mm. What, what has to be done? Like what's the, what's, what's the, what's after you take that deep breath and like, I'm committing to do something. Yeah. How do you do it? How do you talk to a woman? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the title of this, uh, this episode. Um, so you have to first understand that she's already clocked you. That's right. Probably before you clocked her. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, when you're like walking through the woods and if they're like, if you ever see a mountain lion, yeah, like cougars already been on your tail for a while. Yeah, it's already got you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, she will have subtly picked up on you already. So your first impression has already been made, which means you are always setting a first impression all the time in every moment of your life. When you're, you leave the house. when you're outside, you're mm -hmm. setting first impressions instantly. So that's where this like full integration needs to happen so that it's not something that you, you like, um, compartmentalize to, I'm going to go talk to this person. Mm -hmm. You live in this state of like, I'm a confident social man. I interact with everyone. So ideally best case scenario, you've already socialized and chatted with uh one or two people in the market in that yeah. moment yeah. like she's already witnessed you mm. um saying hi to the bantering person. with yeah, someone like smiling about... being comfortable with other humans exactly yeah. so if that's if that's been witnessed and now she's going to be making them laugh exactly yeah. Ooh, you're done mm -hmm. you don't really need to do yeah. much else yeah um if you've had a good interaction with someone you've created what's called social proof and she now this girl's checking out the bananas funny that you chose that but whatever <laughs> um <laughs> okay so she's she's shopping for fruit bananas yeah all right big ones <laughs> <laughs> plantains six of them um so ideally she's already seen you having some fun banter with a little old lady who's you know picking an avocado mm. and you've she's picked up on you know your energy already so now when you, um, ideally that's step one, Yeah, you're already in this state you're, that's, and the cool thing is that's where I want you to live. That's, I want you yeah. to live there. And I'll tell mm. you what life's better there. Mm. Life's better there. Crazy opportunities happen. Magic happens. The world is a beautiful, magical playground. Full, beautiful place. Yeah. It's great. Amazing. Um, so like, you lose it for every couple of days and then you get it back. Yeah, you're allowed right. to. Come totally. Back, come back, fill, fill it up. Absolutely. I mean, I, you know, especially through the kind of various stages of the pandemic, I went through times where yeah. I was like, 
how am I supposed to do this? Yeah, I'm empty. Right? Yeah. Um, but like, for example, when I was coming in here for this session, um, there was uh, one of your neighbors was out there uh, trying this new thing. She broke her leg or something. Oh, yeah. And I was like, had a little bantery chat with her. Nice. And so just making it like a, a part of how you engage in the world. Mm -hmm. So that's step one. And you're just living in that. Sometimes during COVID, especially during that period, uh, those were the only interactions that some people had during the day, right. like at the coffee shop or at the grocery stores. They were so, yeah. so meaningful. So meaningful. Totally. And, and, we're, and we've to been the people on the other, the other end, too. A hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. I think, yeah. I think through that process, we learned the profound importance of human connection, mm. like on a, on a level that, I don't think any of the people in our generation or the generation above us have, have witnessed and certainly not the generation below. Yeah. Cause I think we just suddenly realized, Oh God, that is the best feeling being mm -hmm. around people. Mm -hmm. Okay. So step one is you just are in the state. You're just that you guy. Are. Yeah. Um, step two is you make eye contact. Dangerous. Yeah. Scary. It's terrifying. necessary. Terrifying. It's it, the first, it, it's yeah, the first, it happens. it's the first touch point. Yeah. So being able to, to hold eye contact for a second, ideally, uh, you hold it longer than she does. Um, now she will look away mm -hmm. when she looks back, you cannot be looking at her still. Ideally, because then it turns into creep. That's it turns into you were talking about the yeah. guy who just sits there and stares at the bar. <laughs> so staring is yeah. where they look yeah. away and then they look back and then and they run and you're still there. Yeah. And that's creepy. But if if you hold eye contact, then you you know that you feel that anxiety come up. The tension builds. She looks away. Then you look away. You get back to what you're doing. And then you kind of meander towards into her space. She will almost without a doubt look back at you. Because from a status dynamic, you have just exerted dominance and shown that you're not afraid. Mm. And it's not like you're, you know, being domineering and holding mm -hmm. someone down. You're just being like, I'm comfortable with this. Mm -hmm. And then she'll look away and then you do your thing. And then the third step is you kind of are in range and you make a, a situational situate yeah so what i like to do is a very innocent approach it's it's very conversational it's very um situational it's it's non-sexual it's just a hey how's it going you know nice day for bananas nice day for bananas yeah you, you really set me up <laughs> here want to see mine <laughs> no. <laughs> no yeah you definitely like, don't want to take they it there date too right yeah they, yeah right? um but you ideally you just say something um, funny, playful, um, you know, not, not too obvious, but also don't, it doesn't have to be that original. It doesn't mm -hmm. have to be perfect. Yeah. Um, it just has to have really solid, hi, how's it going? Body language. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hi, how's it going? Yeah. Um, uh, awesome day to be, awesome you know, be. getting yeah. shopping out and, and isn't there a, a, like a, a, a time restriction between the first eye contact and actually doing something about it? Yeah, I mean, people say there's like a three second thing, but I think that's more just because people, you know, freak out and they mm -hmm. decide not to. Um, I think it's probably a good attitude. I don't subscribe to that anymore because I don't have that. I still have 
you know, social anxiety. And I still have this feeling that comes up in these situations, but I, I know that if I want to, I will. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that three second rule applies forever. Mm-hmm. I think it's more of like, don't lose your will, just go do it. Um, you know, I would say you could, you could leave it for a couple minutes. And if you run into her again yeah. in one of the aisles, yeah. you can be like, Hey, uh, I feel like we kind of had a moment there. I just wanted to come say, hi, what's mm-hmm. your name? I'll often, uh, in grocery stores is great. Cause you just look in their basket and you can just sort of one, you can make a pretty quick assessment of someone's lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, two, you can be playful and cheeky and, and kind of, make up some kind of weird casserole that they're going to make with the various <laughs> yeah. things in there. Fruit, your fruit casserole is fruit really casserole, great, yeah. great, great tonight. Marshmallows. Okay. Yeah. Um, so you can, this, it's a lot of opportunities. Uh, grocery stores, good are content in the basket, dude, tons of content in the aisles, tons yeah. of content. You know, if you see someone reading, uh, one of the, one of the, you know, everyone's like health conscious now. My yeah. wife makes me read everything because yeah. damn, you need to. Yeah. Um, so if you see someone reading something, you can, you can be like, um, oh, it's a real, like, oh, one of the ones that, uh, one of my students does, that's really funny, which is, uh, um, excuse me, miss. <laughs> it's not a library. <laughs> that's actually quite good. If you want to read it, you can buy it. Yeah. It's actually, um, it's, it's hilarious. Really it's very funny. You, you have to do it with like, a straight face. Yeah. You have to do it really. And they'll be like, what? And you'd be like, just kidding. We got rules. You, got, you have to go. Yeah, we got rules here. Yeah, Security. Um, so there's, again, the, the whole thing is if you can be playful and you can be relaxed and you can be normal, you're good. Yeah. It's going to work. Yeah. Uh, again, but it's all about being able to translate how you are normally in, you know, regular situations mm-hmm. into these high pressure situations. And, and so dating aside, like in the work world as, as well, we all yeah. sometimes wear like in the corporate world, one mask at home and, and, and what we were ourselves at home. And then we take this other, other mask to the mm-hmm. office. Mm-hmm. But how do you, uh, like, how do you stay? How do, and you've been doing this 15, like for a while, 15 mm-hmm. years or so, correct? Yeah, 15 how do you, how do you stay kind of current and present and motivated? Uh, for, and it's not just single men that you work with. So perhaps I've answered my own question, yeah. but the whole human connection piece, but for, for the dating and the single men piece and, and the women that you work with as well, cause you've, how long have you been married? Uh, married for four years with her for over seven. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And, I, and I, it's getting I, I, better. It's getting better. I always, yeah. And I, there's not too, I, I follow, I don't follow too many people online, but yeah. I check out your stories every now and then, cool. every now and then I, I She's see, in there, yeah. I haven't met her. Yeah. I, I, I would perhaps be yeah, lucky sure enough to yeah. one day, but I'm like, they, they have something uh, quite, so fun. quite real going on. You went to, did you get married in Vegas? We did. Yeah. yeah. We eloped in Vegas. You eloped in Vegas. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Like it was that. awesome. Um, yeah. It was a funny experience too, because, you know, it was no one, it was just the two of us. But you know, when you're at a wedding and you don't know the people on the other side of the, you know, some, my wife's aunt once removed or someone like yeah. a bunch of people at the wedding that you don't know. Mm-hmm. So when we were, we got married in Vegas and then we were walking down the strip and we, you know, she's dressed in her gown and I'm dressed in like a, well, not a tux, but like, you know, black and white. And people are like, oh shit, those people just got married. So people were buying us drinks oh, and so fun. celebrating and like oh, so fun. congratulating us as we're walking. So it felt like 
were at the biggest wedding and everyone was on the other side oh. of the of the family. <laughs> That's interesting. It was really cool. That's yeah, we cool. had had a great time. Huh. Yeah, we have an awesome relationship and it's just getting better. How? Why? How? Why? Tell me I more. know. How how is it possible? Um we're both very committed to doing our own work mm -hmm. and we're very committed to figuring out how to have more fun together. So I'd say we prioritize play mm -hmm. and, um, and fun mm -hmm. at a very high level. Nice. Um, and we have this commitment to figuring stuff out and you know, that's like marriage. Mm -hmm. I think anyone who, puts a ring on someone's finger should be like, I'm committed to mm -hmm. figuring stuff out with you. It's not, mm -hmm. I'm not expecting it just to be awesome and work. That is ideally how it should go. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, stuff's going to come up that's outside of the range. It's or, not like you get married and then it's perfect. No, I mean, I'd say most of our challenges came after we got married. Mm. But it has gotten so good. That's right. It's, I mean, if we're, if the trajectory remains, which I'm not counting on it staying exactly at this angle but mm -hmm. there'll be ups and downs but man it's just like i'm falling more and more in love with her all the time mm -hmm. it's really cool i love that yeah that's cool yeah. i uh i i've read like this week um i'll share what it, share what i can but i just have mm -hmm. a whole new kind of appreciation on basically what what it means to to love and receive love because mm -hmm. you know i you know i've been divorced for for six years mm -hmm. before that we were together for 12 years and married for six years but it's been six years now so i had to go through um at well, the age interesting. of thing six years <clears throat> of dating six years of marriage and now six years of being divorced that's yeah kind of an interesting yeah. so perhaps, life cycle i think uh-huh we're moving into a another next phase phase of something perhaps so oh. got some people praying for me right oh yeah you just stay tuned whoa <laughs> we'll see we'll see very interesting oh that is quite interesting isn't it very interesting something interesting. cosmic about that yeah. Some roll of the dice happening here yeah okay and it, it actually quite a everything usually happens in september too or around this time of year hmm. but either way you know at the age of 36 i had to you know, <laughs> 36 have, 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 all right there's a lot of things going yeah, on here there are numbers but i had to you know, have my entire identity essentially changed and crushed and crashed yeah. and heartbroken. Yeah. And then eventually learn how to, to be single again. Yeah. Um, but what's, what really has happened, and that was a, a, a very hard ending on, on my side. And then also that kind of coupled with, um, I kind of realized more that my parents' divorce when I was 13, 14 years old actually really affected me quite more than I perhaps ever realized. Okay. So it's been, you know, especially lately in a relationship that I'm in, just this real learning of what it means to receive real love and what it means to give real love mm. and what that, that um, commitment really is and feels like, because I'm, I'm, you know, it's, I'm, kind of jaded and colored by these previous experiences so For naturally sure. i don't I, I had these walls up or, or or didn't actually know that it's okay to receive that and what that feels like and also but really how good it feels to really fully mm -hmm. fully love yeah without without like need yeah without need back. or for me it's been a lot of like fear you know yeah. if, if, if you know i'm gonna get hurt again or whatever it is so i yeah, can't fully totally. go so i will sabotage something and 
and screw it up. Yeah. But if it's like, no, that's a there's a good possibility that's not going to happen. So just fully open up and, and let that come in. Yeah. And like, you know. and so all of that, so I can, I'm, I feel you and understand you how, when you say, uh, and trust and believe and know when you say that things are keep getting better and better, because I can see how it's possible. You yeah. just pour all this, this love and, and, and commitment and trust into each other. So I can see how it can just build mm-hmm. and build and build. And you're like, wow, this is my person. This is yeah. great. Yeah. And you know, they, they always say like, don't fall in love with potential, but I don't think it's possible to not take potential into account. Yeah. But then I think with what's happened with me and Stephanie, um, it's like this, um, a new level has been unlocked, mm-hmm. which feels really exciting. Um, yeah, I'm curious, uh, you know, without sharing details, because it's all very... Um, I love it. Yeah, the show is really for people to ask me questions. Yeah, 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 good, good. Well, I, you know, it's fun just to have <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, yeah, like yeah. a conversation. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I'm curious uh, when you think about, like, if it doesn't work out, the mm-hmm. fears that come up, all that sort of stuff, you know, what, what happens when you play with the idea that it's all perfect? It's all just another kind of peel for you to pull mm-hmm. back on your own experience here on earth, you know, um, as much as it's fun to fall in love and how important having an amazing partner is for just, you know, life, life and, yeah. and success. Um, in the end, it's just you. It's just mm-hmm. you're going to die alone. Mm-hmm. It's just your um, experience here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what if all of this stuff that's happened and is happening is just so perfectly preparing your soul mm-hmm. for whatever's next? Mm-hmm. Um, and just kind of like, what does that feel like when I say that? Yeah, that feels not great because I'm like, well, no, I just want to be in love and, and stay in love. But I think like being in love and, and love is again, kind of like a state of being and, and existence. So ideally it's not dependent yeah, yeah. on a, on a something exterior. It's, it's nice to have a, a, a place where it can join with more love. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, 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 yeah. And I have a, a certain outcome that I'm hoping and, and angling for. And I, do a little bit of thinking about what happens if if it doesn't right you know mm-hmm. um but yeah i think i think you know i've survived things before and again yeah i sort of believe and trust that you can survive anything again mm-hmm. but that is really the the state of being that you can't you can't can't have too many holes in us and, and assume they're going to get filled by by someone else exactly exactly because inevitably that person will need to fill up their own stuff and then if you, which it doesn't sound like you do specifically, but if the listener um, is kind of sitting there expecting, well, you're supposed to be taking care of this for me, then resentment forms mm-hmm. and these expectations and, and, you know, you just, it's like a, it's definitely a self-sabotage. Pattern. Oh, yeah. So I'm, I'm like in the midst of having not, not only a second chance, but a third chance now, which mm-hmm. is which is I think I've finally at least gotten uh, this incredible lesson. But, you know, one of the challenges that, that have existed in, in this relationship were really, you know, my fears and, and insecurities projecting onto her. And then um, 
you know, kind of manifesting in her insecurities mm. in her that I was resenting, which I was create helping to create, which is wild, wild. which is wild because I was I was not ever fully 100 percent committed. Right. And yeah. so I was causing these insecurities yeah. on the other end yeah. and then resenting them. Yeah. But really, it's like, wow, turn that off. Get your shit together. Yeah. Full kiss. Be a man. Yeah. Get into it. Totally. Um, it's so funny how we like, it's, it's also like a protection mechanism. I think that people do yeah. is to like, yeah. if I blow this up, I won't get hurt. Yeah. And also if I make them slightly more insecure, they'll need me more. I'll be in a state of like, I can relax because they want me and I don't need to worry about, you know, them taking their love away. Yeah. Um, but yeah, counterintuitively, when you really just love the hell out of someone, it's so cool. They're they're they get to have that experience and then they send that back to you and then you get to have that experience and it becomes this like virtuous cycle between the two of you. Yeah. And it's it's yeah, it's uh, it's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. It's taken well, me this long to understand and, and appreciate what you just described. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think a lot of people struggle with it, you know, like beautiful view we're looking out into vancouver there and it's a lonely city serious like a very lonely city and i think people are scared but they're desperate to connect but i i think that is you know there's all sorts of reasons to not do this podcast and have my living room look like a freaking studio and stuff and tired at the end of the day and all that but i think we're like hearing you describe your experience with your wife mm -hmm. and, and, and just seeing and hearing these different models of, oh, he's married and it's getting better and better. And this is how he's doing it. It's not perfect. Here's a couple steps. Like it's a different model mm -hmm. to model because mm -hmm. there's all sorts of crap out there in society and mm -hmm. life and all that that is making us the opposite, making us miserable and, and need to buy into this other stuff and physically buy other crap yeah. to, to fill our to fill our gaps yeah. but this like this is free right this is free from this is free uh a free model to copy that it's uh, a different possibilities out there i mean not totally free no no well it's, yeah it's it, <laughs> no yeah, but yeah. it is it is it is free and you know like when it comes down to it it my my whole like business model is give away as much as i can very freely very comfortably very kind of like from an abundance mindset uh because inevitably people will raise their hand and be like what else you got yeah that was awesome yeah you have anything else yeah and that's just like how i feed my business mm -hmm. is just giving a bunch of stuff away which is i think a common model now with like social media and stuff yeah people just yeah. giving stuff away yeah, and then, like wow you made me feel and learn this i'm gonna i'm gonna yeah i'm curious keep, to know keep more. coming back right and there's but yeah it's, exactly it's but you know for all the lonely people and i've spent over the past however many years, like a lot of lonely nights walking the streets and, and, and doing all that, like it sucks. Mm -hmm. And then you get on the apps and, and there's thousands of people thousands that of don't people. want to be on there. Yeah. Nobody wants to be on the goddamn But, but they're not willing to make eye contact okay. in the real world. This is true. So if you're the person who's able to be the long arm to reach out and be like, hey, how's it going? And people may not make eye contact with you. So, you know, um, that situation that I described mm -hmm. where um, you know, you're being the man and then you guys make eye contact and then you go and approach. That's, that's like the best case scenario. The more likely scenario mm -hmm. is 
you're being the man, you're chatting with people, she'll clock that. And then she won't look at you. She'll avoid eye contact. She'll just do what she's doing or she'll yeah. look at her phone. Yeah. And then it's your job just to walk over and then, you know, from let's say like five to 10 feet away with a loud voice, be like, Hey, and the produce section is great. Cause you can be like across, uh, you know, one of those little, mm-hmm. um, stands and you can be like, Hey, how's it going? So, you know, best case scenario, you guys make eye contact more likely scenario and not mm-hmm. the worst case scenario, just more likely scenario. She just won't look up and mm-hmm. she'll avoid that tension mm-hmm. and then your job from an assertive place which is you're allowed to make an approach if she doesn't want to be approached you just have to respect it mm. that's that's assertiveness i'm responsible for my own actions i'm a social person i was chatting with those people now i'm chatting with you mm. it's not a big deal um but if she you know rejects it you just have to be okay with that. Now, the rejection, in my mind, needs to be a clear, I'm not interested. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I'm just going to keep chatting because mm-hmm. you're just a person and I'm just chatting with you. Mm-hmm. Totally um, yeah. And it's normal for me just to, you know, someone doesn't give me a lot back because maybe they're a little nervous. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that I'm going to um, shut down instantly. I'm just going to be like, cool, well, you're a little nervous. I'm just going to talk about this vegetable that I just found that mm-hmm. I'm really excited to try. I've never nice. tried it before. You know, um, and then I'm just going to keep the conversation going with really strong body language, really relaxed energy until that person feels comfortable enough to be like, yeah, actually, I have tried that. It's really good in soup, Nice. which you'll find that if you can just push through that little bit of tension Mm. where there's like this awkwardness and because everyone's awkward because everyone's on guard because like oh there's a creep or this person wants something from me yeah, or yeah, you're making yeah. my life complicated exactly or exactly you're, yeah you're super weird and awkward but what almost all the guys are experiencing is people are so stoked to have a little bantery conversation mm-hmm. because it feels so good we're a social species you know you go back to when we were tribal or when we were monkeys um, the, those social dynamics and interactions were directly associated with our survival. So if you interact with someone in a positive way, you release all these positive chemicals in each other's bodies where it's like, oh yeah, like this is what it means to be human. So if you can do it in a really charming, but normal, again, I come back to just be a normal person. If you can do it in like a playful yet normal way, you're just releasing, you're like a dopamine dealer out there just yeah. dealing good oh. And you're chemicals. just leaving the, the, these like pockets of awesomeness yes. all around town. Totally. It's like when I go into Wicked Cafe down here on the corner. For I'm sure. like a junior celebrity on there. Of course. It's like, great. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's awesome in there. Exactly. It's so fun. Exactly. You know, imagine you had 20 of those places around town mm-hmm. where every time you went in, it was like your norm at Cheers. And then this is your life. Exactly. This is your life. And now you've, you've created an ecosystem that as you move through, you're not in a cold, you yeah. know, uh, kind of uh, insular city. You're mm-hmm. in this wide open series of different biodomes yeah. that you can go into. Yeah. And there's like these fun people. To and you've with. left this energy all around town and you've left the world kind of a better place yeah. just by being being you. It's the social butterfly effect. Mm-hmm. When you're out there being social, you give other people the kind of okay to be social themselves. Like I've been in cafes where I'm, 
it's quiet and nothing happening and just kind of like this tension. Mm. And then I'll start chatting with someone and then I'll chat with someone else and then I'll go back to work. And then suddenly the place starts lighting up. Yeah, your magic. Conversations are happening around me that are unrelated to me, but it's because I've given I've, that I've, permission. I've right? given permission mm-hmm. and I've just said, hey, this is the normal thing to do. We're in a cafe. <laughs> you know, this put is your phone down. You put your phone down. Yeah, exactly. Cool. So, uh, honestly, like, you know, not to give myself too much credit, but I think this is what the world needs right now is. How'd you get connections. into this? Um, growing up, I moved around a lot and I had to become like social. So mm-hmm. I became like a natural, I could just get into a new school, like literally every year, new school, new start. And I became really adept at getting into the like the most popular groups mm-hmm. and being able to date the pretty girls and just living that kind of life every year I had to like kind of figure it out really quickly but I didn't really know what I was doing I was just a natural mm-hmm. um in grade 10 I went to Columbine high school mm-hmm. um so I wasn't there for the shooting but um I was in university when the the shooting happened but you know I knew the teacher wow um I knew one of the students um who did it I didn't really know them well, but I took a class with them. Um, I was a grade above them. They did it in their senior year, and I was in university Jeez. when it happened. Mm. Um, but I was freaked out. You know, I was freaked out by the fact that it had happened so close to me. Um, fast forward, I'm in university. I'm finishing up school, and I'm diagnosed with skin cancer. Oh. And so I have a piece of cancer about as big as the flat part of my thumb right here on my face. And so I don't know if the camera can pick this up, but I have a scar that runs down my face right here. Um, So at 23, I have major reconstructive surgery and I'm left with this big scar and my face is kind of dragged down and Hmm. I, I, I go into a depression. I become super reclusive. Um, I'm limited to the friends that I already have. I'm not making new friends. I'm too scared to strike up conversations with new people. And I'm just like really shut down. Um, and fast forward, I um, I don't have some kind of crazy moment where I, but mm-hmm. I I just get to a point where I'm like, I don't want to be a guy who peaked in high school, you know. Yeah. I want to be, I want a cool story in this lifetime. So mm-hmm. I start trying to figure this out for myself, and I work on myself, and I watch people who are good, and I start to rebuild my confidence through readings and and just kind of educating myself and then um i get to a point where i'm better than i was before because before i was a natural i didn't know what i was doing now i'm like technically sound i understand why this thing works Mm -hmm. the way it does Mm -hmm. and now i can apply it even when i feel nervous and so um then i started working with um some friends who are also into this type of stuff and um we like kind of um formed it into a training system nice. and that's what social fluency is Beautiful. so uh so yeah that's the that's the kind of like uh hero's journey that i went on <laughs> so now you know you 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 you've been in a dark moment probably a couple along the way you you've learned to rebuild yourself in a certain way you mentioned magic a couple times you're you're fueled by love quite a bit mm-hmm. uh you've been doing this for a while it's still quite fun um what's 
like what's what's the vision what do you what what like what do you what's what's the what's the big goal what do you what keeps you going what's the what's the drive like you know we, we feel this and i totally agree with you like this sort of human connection we need this in the mm-hmm. world this lights up the yeah the world but what's you know what's what's the thing that before you drift off to bed if you're not thinking about your amazing wife you're like this is the, the thing that, that that i'd really really love to do pickleball oh <laughs> dude i'm not gonna i'm not gonna derail the conversation but i'm obsessed um <laughs> I would say like my vision for this is, yeah, like I don't want to be like uh, a Luddite where I'm like, you know, technology is the worst, but I'm like, I want to remind people of the magic that is the human experience Mm -hmm. and the, Mm -hmm. the social um, joy that we experience in the real world so so you know i don't have like a a, some kind of grand vision of the million people that i've impacted but i i just want to keep i love what i do i love it so so much so cool like i don't have any um i can't wait to retire stories Mm -hmm. i want to just keep doing this forever and ever and ever it's the most rewarding inspiring thing i've ever done i've been doing it for 15 years a lot of my friends have gotten into the um, internet marketing tech thing and they've made a ton of money and they've helped a lot of people a little bit Mm. but a lot of them have come back Mm. to doing this now that i never went away from which is interacting with people directly and and like i love watching someone go from lonely um challenged uh, insecure to filled with love, mm-hmm. lots of opportunities, um, just in a state of joy most of the time. You know, I'm, uh, it's yeah. not it's not wizardry. We, yeah, we yeah. all are going to have ups and downs, but yeah, yeah. that's how waves work. But you know, to be able to surf those experiences in life and just have a good time nice. is is the vision that I have. Yeah. Sweet. Well, you're uh, changing lots of lives in this in this town, and I'm sure many more to come thanks brother appreciate you yeah appreciate you doing this anything that we we didn't we didn't cover that you wish the wish we had you wish we we had no no i think uh i think that was a great a great little pod yeah Yeah, you're uh, inspiring thank you keep it up thank you well if you've gotten this far i trust you enjoyed the show I appreciate any five-star reviews, likes, shares, or comments on whatever platform you're listening on. And if you know of just one other person who you think would also enjoy this episode, consider sending it directly to them. I appreciate you. See you next time.